0: So welcome everybody to our third podcast. This is Neil Foley from the Business Growth Club. We're really fortunate today to be uh, talking to Martin Reynolds, social media guru and expert. I've known Martin for a long time and he's agreed to share with us some of his top tips. So I would hope by the time you finish listening to this podcast, you'll have some great tips uh, for social media, why it's important, things you should be doing. So uh, welcome and good morning, Martin. Morning, Neil. Thank (laughs) you for inviting me. Well, pleasure, and how are you today? Yeah, very good, very good. Let's let's just get straight into the meat of it, uh, if you like, when we're talking about social media. I mean, I know social media is a really broad term. What, what does it actually cover, Martin? For a business? Yeah. You
1: know, it's basically a different way to market your business. It is the way to market your business these days. Okay. Um, a great way to build your brand awareness, generate traffic for your website and talk to your customers, listen to your customers, and talk to your customers, basically.
0: Okay, so more so than traditional advertising that you would have done years ago. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more um, a two-way conversation these days, as opposed to
1: years ago, it would have been a one-way conversation. You would have been advertising um, and putting broadcasting your message out there, but these days you're, you're listening to a conversation, and like I say, listening to your clients,
0: potential and existing clients, and then engaging with them. I guess that's a good definition actually. The old days marketing was far more about broadcasting and this is me and, and shouting from the rooftops whereas now you're, you're actually engaging them and trying Absolutely. to converse with them. And that's the key is the
1: engagement. You know, We can broadcast all day long as a business telling yep. people how good we are um,
0: and what we do but it's the engagement that we're looking for. And if I... I guess there's a, there's a difference depending on whether I'm selling what they call B2B in other words, direct-to-businesses or direct-to-consumers. What, what, what mediums would I use for which? I would suggest LinkedIn is excellent for B2B. Um, you've got your
1: managing directors, CEOs, um, they're all on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, you can use for both. It's still good for B2B, B2C, and Twitter, um, likewise as well,
0: but certainly LinkedIn for B2B. And with so many of them around, because Instagram's around, isn't it? <coughs> and uh, Pinterest, and uh, how, how many should should a business actually use? You just need to be um, using the ones
1: that you know where your audience are going to be. Mm-hmm. It's pointless going out and using six different platforms when all your followers or all, all your audience, your potential customers, um, say for example, are just using Facebook. It, it would just. My my recommendation is to get comfortable and be good at using one platform rather than trying to spread yourself too thin over five or six different platforms. Everybody seems to think there's all these platforms out there and they should be using all of them. Mm. Uh, But again, it it depends on what business you use. I mean, for a photographer, obviously Instagram and Pinterest is going to be key. Um, For an accountant or a
0: financial advisor, then you're probably looking at LinkedIn. I guess it's yeah, it's a good point, isn't it? And and you do see websites, don't you, with the symbols where they've got like six or seven different Mm -hmm. social media platforms. And my guess is the same posts go on every one. Yeah. Um, So why why bother having six or seven? Yeah, you would probably
1: just reword or tweak the message. You you would you would want a different message going out on Twitter as opposed to LinkedIn or Facebook. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I'm again I should be practicing what I preach. I guess you know I've got the six or seven different logos on the bottom of my website, but probably I'll, I'll be using Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn far more
0: than I would be using Instagram or Pinterest. Yep. And LinkedIn, of course, is, to a degree, has come of age, isn't it, in, in that, I mean, they were bought not that long ago, weren't they, last year, for an unbelievable sum of money. Whereas it used to be seen as just a recruiting tool. Yeah. But, but I don't think it is now, is it? No, it's more more, more a social media platform. Yes. Uh, and obviously, would
1: what, if, if you're gonna use two platforms, would, and you're going to use Facebook and LinkedIn. There's there's no reason why you can't put that same message from Facebook straight onto LinkedIn. And there's tools out there that you can use where you can schedule that and do that automatically. Okay.
0: And if I was playing devil's devil's advocate in terms of social media, generally thinking, you know, there's all this noise about it, and why would I be bothered? Why would I? Why would I even bother at all? People expect to see you online these days,
1: and especially having a website, but they expect you to have a social media presence as well. Social media has changed the way we market our business completely. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I say, people expect to see you have a presence um, online and they will generally search for you in Facebook, they will search for you on Twitter. And it's just a way of getting your message out there. It is about brand awareness, awareness, getting your message seen. And like I say, listening to your audience, your clients, your
0: customers listening to and and engaging with them, showing them that you care about your customers as well. And you, you touched on a point there in terms of, most of us, I guess, in business would have a website. Mm-hmm. Purely because, well, for a variety of reasons, I guess, to prove that we exist, although clearly it doesn't, uh, but to prove we exist or to have a presence. And how, how do I fit social media with my my website? It's Social media is a great way to drive traffic to your
1: website. Uh, ideally, you would be writing a regular blog, I would say ideally once a week or at least once a month. And it's a great way of driving that traffic to your blog. But the way Google works these days, the way it's changed its algorithm over the, the last couple of years and the way it ranks web pages, it's brought social media into its algorithm. So it's basically looking at your social footprint. So the social signals around your website. So the more you are doing around on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so on, it's Google's basically going to be rewarding you for that. Because they're going to see your profiles that are going to have a natural sounding description, but including your keywords, but also see the posts and the engagement that you're doing every day um, around social media. It's going to reward you when it comes to ranking your web pages and ideally your blog in the search engine
0: results. So even though Facebook and Google are competitors, that if you've got something on Facebook or you're putting stuff on Facebook from a business viewpoint, Google Google uh, recognise that absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is one of the signals that they bring into their algorithms
1: now. So social media plays a big part in your search engine optimization.
0: And I guess that comes on to another point because you mentioned about doing a blog and, and I know from experience that it's a bit like newsletters. You can start off with great ideas and you've, you've dumped your newsletter and that's fabulous. The second newsletter isn't quite so good. But sometimes you get to the third one you're thinking, I don't know what to say. I mean, how do you get over that problem with a blog? With a blog, it's what we've got to be careful of is that you don't we everywhere we do this,
1: yeah, we offer this, you know, talking about yourself. The best way with a blog is to think about common questions that your customers generally ask you. If you can answer those questions, they are great blog posts, they'll be great blog titles, and even doing some keyword research will um, generate some useful blog titles because using google's keyword planner you can do some keyword research and you may just find one or two search terms which are particularly questions that people are asking which you can write a blog post about and then when you write a blog post ideally it needs to be sort of a minimum of 300 words um, and you use your social media channels then to distribute that blog okay and if you're using tips for example you know five tips on Um, how to use social media for your business. You can then use those tips individually as Facebook posts or as tweets, and then just keep recycling them with a link back to your blog post. So it's gonna keep generating traffic to your website
0: and to your blog. Oh, okay. So it takes a bit of planning. Absolutely. But they don't have to be too long, do they? If you're saying 300 words, that isn't that long, really, is it?
1: No, I think Google's saying they'd like to see 1,000 words. Okay. Um, From my experience, would say 300 words is the bare minimum, mm-hmm. um, but obviously, if you're going to write a thousand words, you just use as much white space as you can, break that text up, use images or videos to break that text up, mm-hmm. or even write two or
0: three blog posts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and break them up mm-hmm. and use them as a series. And do top tips still work? I know you mentioned top to five and things like that. Are they a bit old hat now, or are they still? Uh, yeah, I think there's still a place for the top tips because you're being helpful,
1: you're offering advice, you're offering. Um, educational content uh, and that still tends to work on social media but also stories you know based around your business as well mm-hmm. so that was saying you don't talk about we do this we do that but if you've got an interesting story based around the business um, by all means we about that it's still going to be generating traffic and bringing traffic back to your website
0: mm-hmm. and my guess is you can every now and then can have more of a sales pitch so there can be general in terms of this is what we do and helpful like, ideas and tips but every now and then I guess you can have a quite blatant plug, can you? Yeah, generally I would say on the 80-20
1: eight, eight rule, so 80% okay. of the time it's going to be useful content, 20% of the time just throw the old sales pitch in there.
0: Yeah, And and presumably as a social media bot, I mean that's what you do in terms of helping people anyway don't you? Yeah absolutely. Blogs, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, blogging I think is an essential part of social media, it, it should be the core of your social media. Um, so it, it, with, with clients we work with, if they're blogging on a regular basis, it makes
0: our life a lot easier yeah I know if we talk about Twitter just for a a, a second what's the 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 use of Twitter from your viewpoint in terms of you think it's b2b rather than b2c um yeah there's a good combination there but from my experience again b2b tends to work tends to work and and I've never quite got my head around it. Just okay. because the the number of characters that you can use is quite limited, isn't it? Yes. So are you really all the time trying to link it to something else, and and uh, so you're linking it to a video or a podcast or an article or a landing page? Yeah, ideally. I mean, you're restricted to 140 characters. Um, so mm. obviously you you've you've got to get the message
1: in there very quickly. Yeah. And ideally with a link. Uh, then the makeup of a tweet would be, I would say, keep it to 120 characters. Okay, that just allows for somebody
0: retweeting the tweet; oh, okay. they don't have to edit the yeah. tweet then. Um, oh, otherwise, if they retweet, then they cut the hundred and fifty characters still applies. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The good thing is Twitter now allows
1: you to add, add an image, and it doesn't count into cut into your the character count. So about one hundred and twenty characters is still a good um, position to aim for. I think a good place to aim for rather than one hundred and forty. But I would have. For example, if you're linking it to one of your blog posts, the title of the blog post, so you're generally going to have a keyword in there, um, the link to the blog post, Mm -hmm. and a couple of hashtags. I wouldn't use any more than two hashtags, Mm -hmm. but hashtag a couple of keywords um, from research and my experience as well. Two hashtags work. Any more than that, um, the, the, the response rate goes down.
0: And two hashtag, do you, you mean two key phrases or two key words? When you yeah, say absolutely.
1: Um, if you're going to say, for argument's sake, social media, you would make that one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the hashtag in front, symbols don't work um, when it comes to hashtags. And they're just used basically as a filter. So anybody searching for social media with the hashtag, my post is going to appear. And also you can find conversations by clicking on that hashtag and finding conversations based around... Hashtag so it fills out all the rest of the noise on Twitter.
0: And do people use them? I mean, I've never been on Twitter and searched for anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't use them on Facebook. Um, okay. Facebook allows you to use hashtags, as do LinkedIn again. Um, they've just recently brought it back in. I wouldn't use hashtags on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'd certainly just use up to two hashtags and no more on Twitter. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Instagram, um, at least 11 hashtags. 11. 11. Concrete. It's the research from that has seen more engagement and more reach from posts with at least 11 hashtags. So that's one of the areas where people try and automate the whole process and they connect Instagram to Facebook. I would recommend disconnecting that because if you do a post on Facebook with 11, uh, sorry, post on Instagram with 11 hashtags, it's just going to look, what well, it does look absolutely awful
0: on yeah. Facebook. What do you use Instagram for? Is that more of a, a, a visual thing in terms of yeah. I know you mentioned before about photographers using it, for instance. Yeah, it's more 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 the visual it's photos and videos right. right, so it works more for visual companies. But presumably the dominant player really is Facebook. For me it still is. Um,
1: because of the sheer numbers, I yep. think it's the last count it was one point six billion active active users around the world. Wow! And if apparently if Facebook was a country, it'd be the third biggest country in the world. Really? Absolutely crazy. Yeah, and everybody seems to be using Facebook. Um, the, the The downside for a business page is the organic reach is declining. Oh, is it? Um, well, because of the numbers, um, I think it's more. Yeah, it comes into it because if if Facebook were to put content from every page. That you liked on the facebook your timeline would be just spinning like a wheel it would be yeah. so sort of quick so it then it, it brings an algorithm in like google on what it determines appears in your timeline and it's going to be content that you've engaged with um content based on your profile and content that you've shared in the past so it will deliver results on that so that's why the, the key is to get the engagement they're also being quite clever in that they're, they're throttling the organic reach to push you down the advertising route I was going to say the cynic and you would say yeah. there's something in it for Facebook, <laughs> so... Yeah, but well. Facebook ads is effective, it is, don't get me wrong, it's, it's, I was one of the first to say the penny the minute I have to pay a penny to Facebook, I'm gone. But Facebook ads um, is very, very effective,
0: hmm.
1: especially compared to the traditional, traditional forms of
0: advertising. And, of course, you can be extremely focused, can't you, with, uh, yeah. with Facebook, which is very the talented. bit that really works. And you don't have to spend a lot of money, do you? No, no. Don't you set a daily budget or something of that
1: nature? Yeah, I think the minimum amount is £5 a day, Yeah, um, and you can set your ad to run for one day, set it to run for two weeks a month, and you can pause at any time, and it's quite effective. Like you say, you're correct in what you're saying, you could be very focused with it. So you can create a custom audience, you can create an audience
0: that you want to advertise to, and be very specific with that audience. Mm. Yeah, no, I've heard you know, people get some good results on Facebook Actually, ads, don't yeah. they? Well, that, as you say, it's a learning curve. But you don't, you know, you, it doesn't cost you the shirt off your back. No, we had one company who um, supplied bifold doors. doors. Uh, they were very
1: reluctant to use Facebook and Facebook advertising, but we looked at their their, their audience, their, their past customers, where they were in the UK. We set up a targeted ad, just trialled it five pound a day, ran it for 10 days. I think we spent about 48 pound and they got 23 and a half thousand pounds worth of orders. So it just Good shows. grief, 48, <laughs>
0: yeah. 48 pounds yeah. and 23 grand. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, It's fantastic. Just, isn't they it? all,
1: I mean, to be fair there, the minimum product was seven grand, but they sold insane. three doors. And they,
0: you, uh, well, it's no part of their marketing strategy. Yeah, it's crikey. What a return. Absolutely That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Uh, if we just, Go back to Twitter just for a second. One of the things that I see is this Twit validation or whatever that people you you sometimes see that and I I can't get my head around why you would use that. It's
1: people have been they just don't want to be spammed by people following them left, right, and centre. There is a there is a lot of spam, there's a lot of fake accounts on um, on Twitter. So you can you can probably understand why they're doing it, but they're restricting themselves. Um, because generally me personally, if I see you know, if I go to follow someone and they're using Twitter validation, I just don't bother. You know, I, I don't bother going through the process of no. in the capture code and following them. No. So they restrict themselves on how many followers they're going to have.
0: And it's I can see why it's good for twit validation. Absolutely. Uh, but I couldn't quite, quite get my head around why, it would, why anybody else would really bother. I think twit validation are going to be the only winners with that one. Yeah, no, it sounds like it, doesn't it? If we think of posts for a second, I know you talked about the importance of posts, and I understand that, blogs, etc. What are the worst sort of posts that you see? <laughs> um, Apart from the blatant sales pictures, yep. um, they're never going to work.
1: People don't go on social media to be salty. Um, I, as we talked about earlier, you know, we don't want to see what we've been having for lunch. Um, it doesn't work. Food, unfortunately, food, babies and dogs or pets tend to work. Um, <laughs> but as a business, it's it's generally not going to be a very good idea to be posting
0: pictures of your, of your lunch. No. So is that the difference then that I, I, I do still come across people who say, I don't want Facebook because I don't want the invasion of privacy, if you like. Yeah. Now, my understanding is that you, you have to have a Facebook personal Facebook account because that's the way it works. But the reality is you don't have to put anything personal on there, do you? No, you, can then, no. you can then create a business one. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no reason for
1: you to have to link. I mean, you can add yourself publicly as an admin to your business page or you, you, it's, it's, there's no obvious link there for anybody from the outside looking in. There's a link between Neil Foley and your business page. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, some businesses still use a personal profile on Facebook as their business profile. Um, there's downsides to that. Facebook are clamping down on it, they're suspending accounts that are running the personal profile as a business profile. Plus, as a personal profile, you're restricted to 5,000 friends. So once you get to that limit, you can't have anyone else basically follow you. Um, a, Facebook personal profile will not get indexed by Google, whereas your business page will. And of course, when it comes to the, the follower count, you know, the likes, it's it's unlimited with a Facebook page. So you can just keep going and going. You haven't got to worry about that 5,000
0: limit. So if you've got a really cute dog, uh, you, can, you can have a picture of that on your personal, but just never do it on the on, on the on the business side. Yeah, a lot of it comes down
1: to personal preference and looking at your audience as well, what, what, what your audience... Interests are, mm. um, but I would generally say keep your personal on your business page separate. We have got clients who use their dog in the office as a, as a mascot, and that yes, that can work, but yep. um, unless you're running a restaurant, you really don't want people putting pictures of food and pictures of your lunch <laughs> on
0: there. <laughs> no, it's probably not a good idea, no. is it? but you still see them, don't they? So, the worst sort of posts that you say. Pictures of dogs and, and the rest of it, and people mixing up the personal and the business. It's still good sometimes to see that personal element behind the brand, you know, rather mm. than just the logo. But I would possibly more images of your staff or your team rather yeah. than rather than your dog. Yeah, I suppose that is the balance, isn't it? Because if you're too corporate, the whole point is to engage by being mm. human and, and a real person. But yeah, maybe not the dog and the dinner. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of protecting your privacy. We've touched a little bit on that. Are there other things that people should be doing on, on the privacy side?
1: Um, when it
0: comes to Facebook? Yes. You
1: know, yeah, there's, there's certain. I mean, if you don't want people actually posting on your business page, you can go into your settings and, and just check a box there to say that, you, you know, nobody else can post on your wall. And um, yeah, absolutely, you can, you can just block anyone from posting on, on your page. You can block certain countries from your page appearing there, so you could just if you're just UK based, you could just set it for your post to appear in the UK, you can set um, a targeted audience for your page so you can see where your posts will be going to and people often say to me, why, why would I want to limit my audience? There's 1.6 billion people on Facebook, I want as many people to see it as I can. But if you actually go in and set your targeted audience or your preferred audience, Facebook, you're delivering your posts, you've got more chance of your posts being delivered to your exact audience, yeah. as opposed to just Joe public on Facebook. You yeah. wouldn't be interested in what you offer, what products you offer, what services you offer.
0: So it's exactly, it is exactly what we would talk about in terms of target marketing, Try Absolutely. to understand. So you don't want to shout and have a conversation with everybody. You want people to think, actually, this is talking to me. This Absolutely. is the sort of person I want to engage with. Yeah. So what are the best tips that you can give? I mean, we talked about top tips being really important. What Have you got any in mind that you can think of? Um, yeah, certainly with Twitter, well, we already mentioned the two
1: hashtags, but a, a lot of people I see don't tend to make the most of Twitter lists. So you can basically create lists in Twitter from your audience, or even if you don't follow that person, you can still add them to a list. And with a list, you can make that either private or public. That's your own personal preference. There we go. Yeah,
0: so Twitter lists.
1: Yeah, Twitter lists, you can, you can have them set as public or private. Um, don't your own personal preference, but I would say a private list for competitors, you know, potential clients, prospects. Um, public lists, anybody can come to your Twitter profile and look at your lists, um, so then you'd be seen as being helpful then by providing lists of people in a certain industry, in a certain area, and so on. But the, the, the main benefit of lists, you use them as a filter. So when you click on that specific list, say we've got one for Norfolk businesses, that will filter everything else out around Twitter and just bring in tweets from the members of that list. Oh, so you can have more than one list? Though. Oh absolutely, yeah. I don't think there's any limit on how many lists you can have. No, oh, right. Okay. Do many
0: people use these lists in Twitter? Um people are starting to use them more. Yeah, generally, in my experience, we're we're not we're not saying people are not using them enough. And we need so there's a bit of work up front to get your yeah, to, to get the filters right and then you can create yeah. your lists. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Any other tips for any of the other mediums? Um, I would say Facebook, um,
1: using your newsfeed on your Facebook business page. Okay. Um, newsfeed, you mean just posts. When you look at your Facebook business page down the right hand side um, on the desktop, you'll see a section called uh, page feed or news page feed. Um, you can click on that and you can like other business pages as your business. So we would connect with them uh, on behalf of our clients as the business. Um, you're then tapping into their audience as well because basically what that page feed does similar to Twitter lists it's filtering out all the other noise around Facebook and you're seeing a news feed from those other pages that you've liked so it gives you a chance to engage with them just by liking comment or sharing on their posts so for argument's sake if we were to tap into say EDP business I don't know how many thousands they've got liking their page but if we commented on one of their posts suddenly all their thousands of followers are seeing Martin Reynolds on their post
0: as the business page not personally so it's it's not sufficient just to share you actually have to say something about it yeah, absolutely because so, it's easy to share isn't it and yeah. I suppose that's, I do that so it's probably the lazy way isn't it just, whereas actually yeah. you need to say this is interesting or a good read or I'm not sure I agree with this or whatever Yeah, just put your spin on it just you know yeah.
1: just uh, like you say it's easy just to click that share button yeah. but just by adding a comment there you know you're putting your spin on it and mm. people are going to see what your opinions are what you mm-hmm. think of certain um, subjects and mm-hmm. news articles and it's just a way of increasing your exposure across facebook as well okay that's a really good
0: tip mm. any others that spring to mind Martin?
1: certainly look at facebook groups uh, in reading between the lines on what mark Zuckerberg recently said about the functionality he's bringing into facebook groups i think that in the next few years we're going to see more functionality from business pages coming into groups And I would certainly participate more in groups. Unfortunately, you can only do that personally and not as a business page. You can't join a group as a business page.
0: Oh, So you could
1: join as Neil Foley and then obviously do a link back to your business page. But the good thing is there's there's no limit on the there's, there's no throttle there on the organic reach in a group. Because if you set up your own group and you put a boost in there, 100 percent of those people are going to see mm. or get a notification that you've posted in there whereas really? that's not happening on your business
0: page mm. so groups i think are going to get bigger and bigger mm. um in the next couple of hours in the coming years yeah i didn't pay much attention to what zuckerberg said in terms of recently because i but i i saw the headline saying that it, you know was he going to run for president or, or whatever isn't isn't that part of the message that yeah, he's going to take that. over the world yeah. he he said so much recently that i think you just had to skip through and read
1: between the lines on some, yeah. some of the stuff he said yeah
0: um,
1: no um, any other tips that
0: you can think of that you want to share?
1: Um, if you're sharing videos, I mean, videos are, are becoming great on Facebook. You know, it's become it's getting more reach. Facebook loves video. Videos just becoming bigger and bigger. Um, so if you're going to post video on Facebook, try and make it a native video, so it's a video that you've created yourself as an MP4 file that you can upload into Facebook, as opposed to serving up from YouTube or Vimeo, you. because okay. Facebook you, you you'll be keeping the viewers in Facebook, so obviously Facebook are giving you more reach for native videos than opposed to sending you to YouTube or Vimeo.
0: Yep. Well, I suppose YouTube is owned by Google. Yes. Uh, I don't know who owns Vimeo, but... uh I'm not? Sure not no, so well, I suppose that makes sense. Hmm. And actually, I know from my experience with the videos and the posts, the videos don't have to be ultra professional do they? No, absolutely. I mean they can be and I've got, I've had some great ones produced as you know by just another label but the reality is you know the handheld with my iPhone yeah. actually works pretty well. Yeah absolutely people don't want to
1: see a Hollywood blockbuster it doesn't have to no. be two hours long you know a couple of minutes long um, just I mean I, I love the videos that you do they're completely natural and, yeah. you know they, they, that's what people relate to and you see more people using Facebook Live now, don't you? I yes. mean, it's,
0: it's it's quite common, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's 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 getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think they've now brought advertising into Facebook Live as well. So, um, it remains to be seen the way that is going to go because I don't think you've got any control on what ads will appear on your Facebook Live. But no. I think you can select that you don't want ads to appear. Mm-hmm. But Facebook Live is becoming bigger and bigger because it's it is live. There's no limit. There's no restrictions on the reach that's going to come and watch your video.
0: It'd be interesting to see how people do it from a business viewpoint, isn't it? Because all the live ones I've seen, some of them have been very good, in particular sort of personal trainers or, or martial arts, so I can understand that. But some of the others, as you know, here's my dog. I and mean, Victor Ling did a great one. I don't know if you saw Victor, he was doing some decorating. Okay, um, and painting a wall and, and, and we were more stupid for watching it uh, okay. <laughs> it's like watching paint right? <laughs> it was <laughs> and lots of different comments but so it'll be interesting to see how Facebook live goes yeah
1: it? absolutely um, I think it's again that, that it's going to be, become bigger and bigger I've got to get over the hurdle and practice what I preach again I've absolutely so, as I've said to you before I've got the perfect face for radio <laughs> you it?
0: and me both but no absolutely you, you need, need to. to yeah you need to uh, before we uh, Wrap up there, Martin. Are there any other bits that you were thinking, actually, there was one message I wanted to get across or something else? Anything else you could think of? Um, people
1: are sort of still dismiss- dismissing Google+. Yeah. Um, it's It's there's, there's, there's been rumours going about that Google are going to ditch it, that the rumours have been there for two or three years, Google+, is still there. I would personally say you, you're not going to get much traffic, you're not going to get much engagement or inquiries through Google+. But for the SEO, for the search engine optimization value alone, it's worth having a Google Plus profile on a page.
0: And for the ignorant like me, can you tell me what that is?
1: Basically, um, by getting the content into your Google Plus page, so again it would be a keyword rich description, although keeping it natural, but then links back to your personal profile. um, It's going to have a benefit, again, the way Google ranks your website or web pages. It's only natural that Google's going to take more notice of its own platform as opposed to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. All of them t- together have got a value when it comes to SEO, but there's still certainly some value there. And we've, we've seen it alone with one client who didn't want to do any SEO. We're running this Facebook, LinkedIn and Google Plus for him, and We've managed to pull him from page five onto page one. Wow. And
0: we believe a lot
1: of that is down to his Google Plus profile because we're quite active on that.
0: And is the Google Plus profile the same one where you'd have your Google reviews? Yes, so it's basically all linked to your Google accounts. So yeah, Google yep. My yep. Business listing, so it's basically yep. the old Google Maps.
1: And yes, your Google reviews come into that as well. Yeah, so it's not difficult to set up, but absolutely no No, crikey very similar to Facebook when you set it up, you, you can have a personal profile and a business page. Um, and you've touched on there with the Google reviews, I think these are important as well mm-hmm. um, to get reviews from your clients. It's certainly we say again, we've seen. People with more reviews um, get a better search position than those that haven't.
0: And I guess that's perfectly logical from Google's viewpoint, isn't it? Absolutely. Because it's on their platform and as you say, you know, why wouldn't they just self-promote? Yeah, it's, it's the trust and credibility coming into yeah. it. Again, okay, well, I'm not saying just by going out and getting loads
1: of Google reviews it's going to push you on a page one because no. Google has got so many factors into their algorithm, but this is where social media comes into it again. So all these different factors, if you can get as many of them correct as you can, mm. you've got more chance of appearing on page one of Google
0: than you would uh, compared to who's not active on social media. Mm. Okay, so what about some blatant self-promotion? Because I mean, it's I can understand the idea of blogs and posts and I need to do this and I need to do that. Part of the problem can be, which is why you you do my social media, is actually I haven't got the time or the expertise. So what
1: services do you offer then, Mark? This is the biggest issue, businesses don't have the time they know they should be doing social media but they haven't got time to do it they should be focusing on the areas in their business that are more important to them what they're good at so this is where we come in with a social media management um, package each package is tailored to the client Um, we look at their needs we look at where their followers are likely to be and we will set up a package and a strategy for them and we have to have a goal and a target in mind before we even set up this strategy so we need to look at what your goals are what you need to get from social media and then we set a strategy and a plan in place put that in place uh, to actually manage your social media on a daily basis now that's not just posting for you you know we we will be looking at increasing your following but engaging with your following as well and the software we use we can manage any mentions online of your business or specific keywords it's important to manage your brand online If people say to me, I've had clients come to me; uh, they were reluctant to go onto social media um, because of the negativity around social media. But as as I said, if if they're not, regardless of whether they're on social media or not, if somebody's got a complaint or a criticism about their company, they're going to go to social media and vent their anger or vent their frustrations. So whether you're on social media or not, they're still going to do that. If you're if you're active on social media and you're monitoring your brand. It gives you a chance to respond Mm -hmm. to that negativity and turn that into a positive. So we do all that for the client. For you as a client, we do that. So we mention your brand, mention keywords, and it allows us to listen and tap into conversations as well. So these could be, I'm looking for a business coach. We could find that conversation on Facebook and Twitter, and that's our chance then to go in Mm -hmm. as the Business Growth Club or Neil Mm -hmm. Foley and go in and, and join that conversation and turn
0: conversation possibly into a sales for you. So it isn't just about brand awareness and, and being there, you could you could be very specific and say what I need is to generate unique visitors to my website Absolutely. and then it's up to me with you know whatever conversion strategies to convert those into paying clients. Yeah. So you can be very specific so it could be general yes. in terms of I need some awareness but it could be very specific that I've got a campaign or an event or an exhibition coming up and I need to drive people to come and see me at the exhibition. Absolutely yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. And I really appreciate your time, Martin. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And thank you very much indeed. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. What I will put is the link to Martin's website at the uh, bottom of the uh, podcast. Uh, and if you want to know more, go to businessgrowthclub.net. And thanks for listening.